Thank you for tuning in to the Pure Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Cheryl B. If you are looking to live your best life well, from financial to spiritual to mindset to nutritional wellness, join me as we explore the world of wellness together. Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining me again for another episode of the Pure Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl B. And I wanted to explain what happened to me last week. I had to cancel last week's episode. So to make a long story short, I had a fight with some tea tree oil. Now, I'm very knowledgeable in the oils that I use. Very knowledgeable. And I've used tea tree oil uh, for cuts and abrasions and for other different things. But last week, my body decided that it wanted to be allergic to tea tree oil completely. So I was doing an oral rinse with it, have done it once before, no reaction. This time, well, the tea tree oil gave me what's called contact dermatitis. And if anyone knows what that is, or if you don't know what it is, It's a severe allergic reaction that appears on your skin. So if you notice, I might be speaking just a little bit more slowly this week because it affected not only the inside of my mouth, but my lips, my jaw, and up the side of the left side of my face clear to my hairline. It also plugged my left ear up. So I apologize people for not being online and coming to you and sharing what I had to share, but I had to go into recovery. And that's part of the reason of why I'm going to talk today about being selfish. Yeah, I'm selfish. In fact, I'm just going to name this podcast Selfish. So let me explain a little bit about or a lot about my selfishness. (laughs) My selfishness is because I want to live a more holistic lifestyle. And in my holistic lifestyle, that includes longevity. See, I plan, I plan, I don't know what God's plan is, but I plan to be over a hundred years old. I, I have to be a centurion. I, I just, I want that. Some of my family members have 
almost made it. I had two aunts that almost made it. They were in their high 90s. So I figure that if they almost made it, I can make it. And my lifestyle is completely different from what theirs was, but that's okay. Because in the long and the short of it, it just means that I have got to take really good care of myself. So let me explain the reason why I was unselfish. <laughs> Meaning to say that I wasn't selfish about me. I wasn't selfish about my time. I wasn't selfish about my health. I wasn't selfish about my mental well-being. And so where that led me is that I used to get sick all the time. All the time. Cold and flu season would come around. I was always the one getting the colder flu. Allergy season would come around and I would get allergies like clockwork. In fact, I could tell you the months that I was going to have a severe allergy attack from seasonal allergies. But here's the things that I used to do where I was sick all the time. I was always on the go, always running somewhere. I never stopped to rest. I can remember days that I would get four hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, maybe five hours of sleep. And I just would function off of that limited amount of rest. I can tell you that my nutrition was off during that time. And how do I know? Because me and Jamba Juice were girlfriends. I went in Jamba Juice every morning and they knew who I was. In fact, I had two stops. I would go to Jamba Juice first and then I would turn around and I'd go to Starbucks and ask them for a cup of ice, not knowing why I was chewing on ice, but I was getting my Jamba Juice and my ice every morning. That went on for like seven, eight years. I wasn't moving. I wasn't exercising, walking, none of that. Here's the other kicker, and don't let it shock you. So if you need to sit down and clutch your pearls or your tie or whatever it is. I was a smoker. I was an undercover smoker. Like I would get a pack. It would last me for like two weeks because I wouldn't smoke that much. I would just smoke a little bit like when I was stressed. And I used to get those skinny little Capri cigarettes and smoke those because I thought that if I had a skinnier cigarette, it wasn't as much nicotine, right? <laughs> okay, sure, girl. So I basically was burning my candles at both ends and never realizing that I was this ticking time bomb health-wise. I was just going about my day. I didn't 
feel any different. I didn't feel, I didn't feel anything. How about that? I didn't try to feel anything. I wasn't in tune with my body and I was also in the health and wellness industry. So sometimes some of us can be the most unhealthiest people until we get a revelation. And so one day I got that revelation. So let me tell you what it was. What made me stop and smell the roses? In 2010, I got laid off. (laughs) And I was working for an entity. And guess what my commute was? A hundred miles round trip. I was going to work in Napa. in Napa of all places from where I lived in the Bay Area. So it was 50 miles traveling to and 50 miles coming home. Well, we got the news like a month before that there was possible layoffs in our Department of Education. And so I immediately started trying to look for a new job in the whole nine yards and I could not find a position in time. But here's the funny thing. That last day, me and my coworker, we went to this resort restaurant in Napa. Because, you know, if, if you've ever come to Napa, they got everything. They have everything for rest, relaxation, wine tasting, olive oil tasting. So you guys know how Napa is, right? So we went to this resort restaurant and they knew us from coming to eat there before they said oh ladies remember you get a discount because you work for this particular entity oh yes we do they didn't know that that was our last day and that we had left about 2 30 in the afternoon and that we were done so we sat there and we ate and we laughed and we talked about what we were going to do right So I go home and here's the funny thing. Do you know I was not even stressed? I don't even know why. I don't even know why. I woke up the next morning smiling after my layoff. So I was sitting in bed going, what is wrong with you? Either you've gone crazy, just completely crazy, or something else is going on here. So I I just felt off. Like, why am I feeling like looser? Why am I feeling like this? And I noticed that my neck pain and my headaches for the past eight years were gone. I mean, I was in no pain. And I sat there going, there's something to this. There is something to why I'm feeling better. I'm certainly not making the money that I was making. I certainly am going to be going on unemployment. But why do I feel this good? So I decided to take 
during that time, it was the economic downturn, and I decided to take the the year and a half off. So I was off for one and a half years before I took a position. And it gave me time to think. I tried to get back into the field that I was in, and it was a no-go. Everybody was locking down their jobs because the the economy during that time. So it gave me time to think, like, what do I really need to do in my life that's going to take care of me? What do I really need to do? So a year and a half later, I took a contract job. Now, for those of you that may not know, I've spent the last 28 years as a massage therapist. A good one, if I may say so myself. I know I'm tooting my own horn, but I am really good. So I decided to take a contract with a chiropractic office because that was my thing. I was always embedded with chiropractors. Even using my massage therapy practice was the side hustle. Well, now it came the it became the main hustle. Like I had to do it over and over and over again, right? So, but the thing about it what that was different is now I'm operating in the capacity of it being my business. So I'm not answering to anyone. I'm not looking for someone's approval. This all falls on me. And I knew that massage was my passion. It was what I felt in my spirit that I should been should have been doing the whole entire time. But, you know, sometimes you, you look at an industry you're in and you're thinking, mm, I don't know if that's going to supply all of my needs. Well, little did I know. It supplied all my needs and then some. So I started working in my passion. So these are the things that I started doing to be selfish. I started working in my passion and operating in my passion and operating in my passion full time, which was massage therapy. For some odd reason, I could work less hours for more pay. And then I thought about who does that? Who works part-time and gets full-time pay? I do. It's just how it was beginning to take shape. So here I am, passionately working and loving what I'm doing working less hours. I wasn't doing a 40 hour work week. <laughs> I was doing like 20, if that, I think it was between 15 and 20 hours a week. Where I was living at the time of my layoff, I moved. So I moved from my former city to where I am now. And it caused me to have to downsize. And if anybody knows a woman, we like our things, right? We love our things. And I had to make some decisions to downsize because I was moving into a smaller place, but I was in a much better neighborhood. I mean, the kind of neighborhood where you could walk down the street 
and you could speak to the neighbors and say, hey, how you doing? How's things going? That's where I moved to. My former neighborhood, oh no, you better not get out the car and walk down the street. You might get robbed. I had a really nice apartment in the wrong type of neighborhood. So that would give me stress. So now here I am in a really good neighborhood, smaller place, but that's okay, right? I'm happier. I'm happier. And now I know that when I, if and when I move from this place, I know what type of neighborhood that I'm looking forward to being in. And I, I don't think I'm going to settle for anything less than what I'm already being exposed to right now. So I ended up changing my mindset about a lot of things, about where I live and that always on the go mentality, I had to leave that behind because there are some times that you just need to sit yourself down. And I am learning that sometimes you have to do like, like Madea say, go over there and sit down. And I'm, that's when I'm done. Even during this time of being sheltered in place, I have really liked the peace that I am experiencing. So my mindset changed about that. My mindset changed about putting others first before me. And so I got a lot of flack for being selfish like that. Like, you don't want to be bothered with anybody. You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to do anything. I don't. Not right now. And this was before shelter in place. I just want to be a human being. I just want to be. Just let me be. <laughs> let me be. So my mindset changed about that. My mindset changed about how I need to nourish my body. That was, that was the biggest mindset shift. Starting to eat to live and not live to eat because I can live to eat. I'm a foodie. I love food. But I needed to learn how to eat to live. So looking at food and looking at food in a different perspective of how it was going to not only just nourish my body, but what was it going to do to my body on a cellular level? And how was that going to play into how I operated from what I was eating? I changed my mindset about certain relationships. Some relationships, the kind that were in life support, <laughs> they were on life support, I pulled the plug because it wasn't serving me. The relationship wasn't to my best interest. And it was causing me to do things that have, would have been loving people and expecting something in return from them. 
And so I couldn't love unselfishly. So was making me make decisions that I didn't like. So I pulled the plug on the relationships that were top that were on life support. And then I just plain ended relationships that were toxic. If you cannot be loyal, if you cannot have my best interest at heart, then you got to go. You got to go. And it's a hard thing because you do grieve a relationship when it ends like that, but you've got to be selfish about it. And I decided that anything that is toxic in a relationship, it does not belong, doesn't belong around me. So I, I stopped doing that. I changed my eating habits and yes, I'm vegan. Yes, I am. Um, I crave a burger every once in a while and I try to satisfy that with, you know, having other products that are meatless. But I learned that during that whole time that I was unselfish about me, that my body was really suffering and I really put my body through a lot of stuff. I found out that I was pre-diabetic and I found out that I had high blood pressure. And so I'm on one medication for high blood pressure. I can't tell you the day that I'm going to celebrate to get off of that. And it's because I know that I've done such a shift in my life. It has nothing to do with stress because I don't have stress in my life anymore. I know that diabetes and blood pressure are married. So I'm working on getting rid of the pre-diabetes, bringing my A1C down to five. It's in the 6% zone. I need it to be below 6%. Once it gets below 6%, we can divorce everything else. Well, how do I know this? Doing my research. Told you, selfish, very selfish. So along with that goes movement. I make sure I get some movement in my body every day, whether it's a walk, whether it's stretching, whether it's doing some um, weight training at home. I have things at home to have a home gym. So, and etching out that time, carving out that time, because that's my me time. That time belongs to me. I'm selfish about that time. I don't want anybody else in my workout time in fact, I'm so selfish about my workout time. Unfortunately, I won't work out in the gym with anybody. That's how selfish I am because I want my time. That's my me time. So I listen to podcasts and I listen to uh, audiobooks during that workout time. I don't have time to sit there and talk to you. So... And I'm on a time frame because I'm not a gym rat. I don't like being in the gym past an hour. So I got my workouts tailored to 30 minutes, even at home. So that's it. I get a lot more sleep now. And let me tell you, naps are good. So don't forsake a nap. If you need a nap and if you're sheltered in place, take a nap. 
30 minutes. That's all you need. Don't take a three hour nap. That's not a nap. That's two sleep cycles. That's how people end up staying up all night long. I just want 30 minutes. And there's some days that I want it. And there's some days that I don't. And lately, these past couple of days, I've started a juicing routine in the morning, early in the morning. And I haven't needed a nap. So I take my naps if I need them. Don't get me wrong. I will take them. And I shut off the entire world about it. I got very savvy about learning how to increase my supplementation using liquids and using what is readily available that God put on this earth. So I'm a CMOS girl. I am. I do my CMOS and put it in my green smoothies every day. And I decided just recently, I decided like I have a very small kitchen and I reorganized some of the shelving on my kitchen, in my kitchen. And I said, you know what? I need all of the things that I need to take care of myself in my kitchen. So that meant I invested in an appliance that makes all of my plant-based milks, all of them. If I want almond milk, uh, if I want oat milk, coconut almond, coconut oat, walnut, whatever type of, if I wanted macadamia nut milk, I could make it because this thing will do it. And it's fantastic. Less than 30 seconds. I have a four day supply of milk and I use it for my smoothies. I rarely drink coffee, but when I do want it, I'll get it. And I can make it here at home and I have something for it. So I invested in the tools that I needed to make sure that I was going to be able to take care of my body in the right manner. That's what I did. And then I got closer in my spiritual walk, which meant being in a place in my quiet time and being able to hear from God. So, and that meant I had to sit and meditate to hear from him. It means that I have to write in my journal to pray with him and talk to him and tell him what's on my mind because I needed to do that for myself because I would internalize stuff. So I stopped internal I stopped internalizing a lot of things. So I hope you can see why I'm selfish. I'm selfish because I believe that I must preserve and protect me. No one is going to do that for me. Only I can do that. Only I can be that selfish for myself. And if I can't be that selfish, then all I'm going to do is end up burning my candles at both ends again. I'm practicing nurturing my relationships unselfishly. And I'm practicing loving free of expectations, attachments, and reciprocations. 
that's a hard thing for a woman to do because we always look for something in return. But I'm practicing how to love unselfishly. But still being selfish to myself for myself. I believe that there comes a time and a place when you need to be in a place to be able to uplift your spirits. Which uplifts your mental wellness because I want to keep all of that intact. I want to keep my mind sharp, but I want to keep my spiritual focus in alignment so that that way I can hear all of the downloads that I need to have in order to help the people that I need to help, particularly with what I'm doing now in the pivot and shift of my business to complete health and wellness and shifting out of massage. Then the last thing about my selfishness is that there are times when I feel that I need restoration. And in order for me to be restored, I have to go into a cocoon and emerge a butterfly. And that process takes a while. If you cut a butterfly out of the cocoon prematurely, it will have shriveled up wings and a very liquidy bloated body because it was a worm first, right? Or a caterpillar, whatever. I'm not in, I'm not in the insect world, so don't don't quote me. But if you cut it out of that cocoon prematurely, then it will spend the rest of its life with shriveled up wings and not being able to move and to exist. And it might just go in the corner and die. But if you let the butterfly stay in the cocoon until it's time, until the restorative new process happens, that fight that's happening with that insect in that, co in that cocoon, that fight that's happening, that internal fight, it's a process. And if you don't go through the process, how are you ever going to get to the other side of being selfish for yourself. I don't know how many times I cut myself out of the cocoon faster than I needed to be out of that cocoon. And when I did, that led to me being unselfish with myself and selfish with everything else and everybody else. So, I believe that, first of all, that process that's happening inside that cocoon, that insect is banging its body around because the liquid that is in its body is being forced into those wings. So by the time that butterfly comes out of the cocoon, 
the body of that butterfly is no more milky, liquidy, larvity. All of that liquid has been absorbed into those beautiful wings, which allows the butterfly to flutter around. It gave it strength. So here's what I would say. I would say to you, be selfish. There's only one you. If you're not selfish with you, your time, your health, your mindset, if you're not going to be selfish with those things, you're going to burn your candle at both ends. Trust me, I know. How do I know? I did it. Four years. I did it. And it cost me. But restoration is always on the other side, right? That butterfly, I'm still in the cocoon. I'm still going through the process. But I'm active in the process. And that active in the process is me being selfish. So call me selfish. I'm okay with that. And if your vision or your idea of my selfishness has to do with because I'm not really paying attention to you or attending to your needs, I probably am not. And you have to be okay with that because I have to take care of me. I can't ask someone else to take care of me when I'm not doing it. So I'm just resolved that I will give myself what I need and I expect no one else to do that for me. So if it's loving myself enough to walk away, I have to do that. If it's making a bigger commitment to myself, then I have to do that. And I'm sure the people that are in my life right now understand my selfishness. Because you know why? They're learning to be selfish with their stuff. So that's our talk for this evening. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to be mindful of yourself. It's okay to love on you because you need that love. And if baby, listen, if you don't love you, don't expect anybody else to love you because nobody can make you whole and complete but you. So thank you for joining me. 
And until the next time, be well and live your best life well.